Hello everyone, welcome to the Revive and Review podcast. This is me Balaji and for the series of podcasts what I'll be doing is watching old movies from different parts of the world and give you my feedback. For the second episode uh, I'll be watching a Japanese movie from 1937 called Nadare or translates into Avalanche. The movie is directed by Mikio Naruse and the three main stars are played by Hideo Seiki, Ranko Edagawa and Noburu Kiritachi. I do apologize if I pronounce them wrong. Now let's start with the movie. The movie starts off with the opening credits and it shows the logo of the company PCL and the soundtrack seems to me that there is a storm brewing and it seems apt for a movie titled Avalanche. Few seconds into the opening credits and this catches your eyes. Um, you got assistant director as Honda Ishiro and the third assistant director is none other than Akira Kurosawa. This is going to be brilliant, I guess. Let's see how it turns out. The opening credits have now come to an end and there is something interesting on the screen. There is a description playing out, uh, more like a background story uh, for the central character Goro. And it's interesting because they are already painting a picture of why this movie is what it is. At the very onset of this movie, uh, they throw in clashing identities. Uh, what I'm seeing is a very modern looking room but in walks these two ladies. I think one of them is the maid and the other is the lady of the household and they are wearing the traditional kimonos. I'm loving the scene that's being played out. So the lady of the house is reminiscing about something in the past, about a year ago. You see she is completely traditional looking and the past completely transforms her She's got a different hairstyle, she's wearing a nice beautiful frock and I'm wondering what's going on. It doesn't take more than five minutes of the movie to understand what is expected to come. So uh, the lady of the house uh, that I was talking about uh, is reminiscing about her past that is a year ago and in that scene it plays out that she and her future husband Goro have eloped. Uh, they have eloped but uh, not in the sense of uh, getting married but rather uh, as an intention of letting others know where they are. So he writes a letter to his father saying that they are staying at this hotel and a few seconds later they show this father arriving. He seems to be quite a nice gentleman. He is talking to his son. He's strict in his manners but it doesn't show that and he says that uh, make sure that you pay the bill and you pay the train fare uh, even though I bought it you got to pay it back which I feel that was being a nice responsible father and uh, it we come back to the present and we see that they're married and they are in this really palatial house and the mother-in-law walks in and she's 
talking to the lady of the house. Her name is Fukiko. And she says, where's your husband? And she says, uh, no, I don't know. And uh, so the father, that is the father-in-law now, uh, comes in and uh, you can see that he and his wife leaves in the car and they're having a conversation in the car and it's quite evident uh, that there is trouble brewing between the husband and the wife that is Fukiko and Goro uh, because she says I don't think they are happy and that sets a scene for whatever is yet to come We are finally introduced to the third central character of this movie. Her name is Yecha. Uh, I hope I got that right. And she happens to be the cousin of Fukiko, with whom the husband Goro is having an affair with. A scene plays out where he confesses to his father about his intention to end this marriage, as he feels it is the right thing to do. The father calmly but firmly argues that given the social and the financial status of the family, it is morally irresponsible to harbor such thoughts and that he should just continue with his life with Fukiko. As for, as for me, coming from India, this could very well be an Indian movie because I've seen a lot of Indian movies with pretty much the same tagline, what will people think, upholding the family name and honor and blah blah blah. This scene that is playing out is a conversation between Goro's father and mother. So the father has just come to know that Goro has once again gone out leaving his wife at home. Uh, he has a feeling that, he, I think he knows, he knows that he has gone out to meet uh, his lover. And without revealing a lot, he talks to his wife that Goro is leading astray and that he needs to step in to put a check. So this definitely offends uh, his wife who thinks that she has not done her duty as a mother. But respectfully, he thanks her for the good mother that she is. Uh, this conversation seems to paint a picture of a society where the father takes care of the household and the wife takes care of the family. Uh, this also throws light into the never-ending generation gap where every older generation thinks that the newer generation is up to no good. We are 40 minutes into the movie and I want to just stop and talk about the character for Kiko. Uh, so far she has not had more than 10 minutes worth of screen time and every time she comes she is always being portrayed as this naive wife ever polite and always with a smile but every time she appears uh, the director throws out subtle hints that she is aware of something going wrong but i guess she is desperately clinging on to a world where everything is all right and there was something else which caught my attention was the way the director wants to portray the character thinking. So whenever uh, an actor goes into a thinking mode, a kind of a grey veil falls down the screen. Uh, I, I, I thought this was distracting but maybe it was just a creative touch by the director. <laughs> Uh, 
い行為をするよりもはるかに人間としていやしいことで I'm not surprised with what is playing out in this scene. So, here we have Goru's father who confronts them when they are together, that is,、uh, Goru and Yetcha. And an argument ensues, and he ends up serving Goru an ultimatum. He says, It is either you stay with Fukiko and enjoy the family wealth, or get disowned and live his life with Yetcha as a pauper. Uh, Goru's reply did surprise me, and we see him next traveling with Fukiko to the place where they first eloped a year ago. But his intentions are dark. Aha, yes. I was right. I was right. I had this feeling. The wife knows. The wife knows the truth. Brilliant. This is a brilliant scene. And so the movie has come to an end.、Uh, it closes with everyone happy with the part they have chosen.、Uh, it is an hour long movie, and most of the major scenes are between the lovers and between the father and the son.、Uh, In terms of performance, I felt the actor playing Goru was mediocre. Why?、Uh, because most of his emotions were being acted out either by simply raising or lowering his voice rather than showing any expressions on his face.、Uh, another distracting feature of this movie that I mentioned before was the way in which the characters' thoughts were portrayed. Uh, by just darkening the scene and showing close ups of the actors.、Uh, this happening on and off in the climax of the movie was a bit irritating. It also looked like the movie was wrapped up quick, with reconciliation being reached from all quarters. Anyways, overall, it is a okay movie, but I would really be interested to know how much of input did the creator of Godzilla. That is Ishiro Honda and the creator of Masterpiece, The Seven Samurai, that is Akira Kurosawa, added this movie. Go watch it, it's good,、uh, it should fill up one hour of your life. Enjoy.